The next speaker I'm going to spend just a little bit of time introducing. Us alcoholics little realize when we're drinking what goes on to our other half. It's been my experience in the short time that I've been in, and I think probably Olga and the rest of the people will say that this is true, that where both members of the family take an active interest in finding out about this disease of alcoholism, uh, the percentage of recovery is considerably larger. And for that reason, Lois thought that there ought to be another organization of wives, and she called it Alamon. And I don't think that there's any time whenever we have a celebration such as this that we don't invite and want and expect to hear from the other side of the story. Because an alcoholic without an Al-Anon is almost unthinkable. So our next speaker is going to be Annabelle W. from Dighton, and she is going to bring us the Al-Anon side of this story. Annabelle? Well, hello. I'm Mighty Bell, and I'm scared, <laughs> and I'm an al First of all, I'll tell you just a little bit uh, about the al Who is an al An al is the opposite of an al- alcoholic. He or she may be a wife or a husband or somehow otherwise related. What is al The al purpose is to offer comfort, hope, and friendship to families of compulsive drinkers to learn to grow spiritually through living the 12 steps that have been adopted from Alcoholics Anonymous. How are these purposes achieved? By attending at meetings, you will learn effective ways to deal with your problems. You will find friends who understand your problems. You will also be part of a constructive program to achieve personal serenity and a new way of life. Well, my story isn't probably a whole lot different than a lot of Al-Anon, but I'll try to make it as simple as I can and as short. I, uh, to start with, was born out of a family of seven, and I was an only girl. And uh, my father drank years before I was born and quit before I got old enough to remember much of it. And so as I grew up, I wasn't around it entirely all the time, but I did have a brother or two that drank. And at that time, I was real young, and alcoholic was an unheard word at our house anyway. Uh, if somebody drank, they were just drunk or a drunk. And so 
we just didn't uh, know much about it. So then, as I grew up and went and went to high school, well, I of course started dating, and I met Ray, and we went together for a year or better before we were married. And uh, I was accustomed to running with ch- kids my age that did drink beer and even a good drink of whiskey now and then, but they weren't, um, they had no label as alcoholic. And so it didn't bother me that Ray drank some beer and that Ray took a drink because um, I, like I say again, had never heard of it, the word alcoholic and didn't know that a person could really uh, become or would have to have it to live. And so we got married. And after a year, the drinking uh, still went on. And I would tell myself that um, he could quit any time he wants to. He doesn't have to drink. Uh, not to worry about it, and uh, I didn't. The community we were living in, there was a lot of drinking going on, and after work it was a custom to stop at the beer joint and get a drink. And so I never did say much to Ray about it, and there was generally booze in the house most, most of the time, and if friends dropped in, there was a mixed drink. Well, in these early years, Ray could handle it, pretty good. And so I still just continued telling myself that uh, he could quit any time. So after the first year, we had a daughter given to us. And so most of my time in those early years of our marriage were taken up with a new baby. So then we moved to Hutchison, a quite larger city, and Ray went to work for construction outfit. And again, the custom was with these boys to stop after work for a beer and sometimes more. And for a long time, that's the way it went. On weekends or such, it might, it went into maybe whiskey and such, heavier stuff. Well, I didn't say nothing too much again about it. I, I would needle him and kind of nag about it, him being gone so much from home and me being home alone so much with the baby, but I never would bring it out in the open that it was the drinking. So this continued on for quite some years, and of course he was. It, this was progressing on him. And I, at the same time, was becoming just, just really mixed up, and I would feel guilty after we would have a fuss that it was my fault, and... and uh, he would tell me that it was, and then I would finally get to believe in it. And part of the time, it was my fault. Well, I didn't really admit to myself for a long time that Ray was hooked on it until we had went someplace one weekend, and he drank an awful lot. And uh, when we got back home, why, the next day... I went to drink coffee with a friend, and she said to me, Annabelle, she said, you know, she said, I seen Ray for the first time, really did shake, she said, from needing a drink, and she said, I believe he's hooked. And at first these words didn't 
mean much. And then after a while, when I got home, I got to thinking about it. And it just echoed in my mind. He's hooked. He's hooked. And then I got scared. And I thought, well, how, how will he quit? How can he quit? And I continued worrying about this. Well, the, it, it just continually got worse. Um, the nights, would, there would be lots of nights when I was home alone. And then there was bitter fights and arguments. And I, to me, thought still at this time, I kept thinking, well, he could just quit if he loved me. He'd just throw the ball away. It, it was easy enough. Other people had done it. And I was just awfully green. I just didn't really know a thing about it. And so we finally moved to another little community on a farm. And then it really got worse. There was lots more hiding places. And I uh, just didn't like it there at all. I didn't have a car, and the phone didn't work half the time, and I didn't know anybody. So I really was alone. And by being more alone, I was able, I was, I could see more of this drinking, and I knew where it was leading. Well, we finally moved back to the city of Hutch. And finally, it came to the point where Ray had gotten hurt on his job and spent some time in the hospital. And then the drinking was just just really worse. And the fighting was too. And of course, I just knew it was all his fault and he should just quit. If he thought anything of me and the daughter, he could just quit. It was just easy. So finally, one morning, Ray said to me, why don't he, at this time, we were, dis I was discussing separation. And he said to me, um, call AA. And I said, well, I don't know how to get a hold of them. And he said, well, you look in the paper, and he said, they should have an ad. So I went down to town to a phone booth, and I looked it up, and I called AA. And so they asked me if he had asked me to call them, and I said yes. And so this man talked to me for a long time, and he says, well, that, that evening they would send two men out to talk to us about it. And so they did, and these two men were, it was their first 12-step work, and they were ver both very nervous, as we were. Well, they left some literature, and they talked to Ray, and uh, explained a little of the group to him, how it worked and all. And so they come by and got him, and he went to his first meeting on a Tuesday or Friday, I can't remember. Anyway, he come home, and he liked it. Well, then I went to a meeting, and so this how we first were introduced to AA. But I was pretty let down the first meeting I went to. There was only one other lady besides me there, and not a soul there felt sorry for me. <laughs> and I was sure that they would all just really give me a lot of sympathy, you know, because I was married to this alcoholic. <laughs> but not they didn't say a word about it. So I listened. And I couldn't understand how in the world that was going to keep him sober as bad as he was, just sitting around talking like that. So we continued going, and I didn't go all the time, but Ray did. And he did slow up on his drinking, and I think there for a period of weeks he even he even tried his best to quit. If maybe he didn't, I don't, 
remember either exactly. Sometimes he told me he quit and he didn't, so I didn't know where to believe him. <laughs> so, anyway, that was our first introduction to it. Well, then, after several months of this, Ray slipped back into the same pattern again of uh, drinking more. And But this time, I really was really mixed up. And so I decided... And you might say I deserted him, because now, the way I see the picture, I did desert him. At that time, I thought I was just leaving him, and it was just a separation for the time being. I figured from maybe my own sanity and his as well. He constantly, at the last, when we would fuss and fight over the drinking, Ray would promise me, he, he would say, I'll never do it again, I promise. I'll try. I, I really mean it. And, you know, for a long time, when he broke these promises, I just thought, well, he just tells me that. And so I won't believe him anymore. But towards the last, I knew he was sincere. He really did mean it. He really meant to quit, but he just couldn't. So, anyhow, I deserted him. I left one day. I took the daughter, and I just left. And that night, but for the grace of God, he he's here. He had too much to drink, and he either went to sleep or passed out in his car. And when he come to, his leg was hurting him, and he fell out of the car, and he managed to stumble away a few feet, and the car blew up. Well, an ambulance called, and he was taken to the hospital, and he did have a severe burn on his leg, but it could have been worse, and had it been, I don't know whether I could have ever lived with myself knowing that. Even if I had been there, I may not have been able to prevent it, but maybe he would have been home that night if I had been there instead of out in that car, so I don't know, but it was God's way anyway. So then anyhow, we separated for a while and it wasn't very long and we Ray was he went to Larner he admitted himself to Larner for help and so then I started going down there and he was such a changed person and we decided to try and make a go of it again so we did we moved to Dighton and uh, after Ray got out of Larner he contacted some other people that had been down there and they decided they would start a group and so they did and at first it was kind of nick and tuck they'd go along pretty well and then they'd fall off and then somebody else would pick up the pieces well we didn't have Alan on at that time it was new to me too and so after the group had been started a good while why uh, another lady and a sister-in-law and I sort of started having a few meetings at our house. But we was awfully new to it, anyhow I was. And I didn't grasp the thing out of it. I guess my mind just wasn't open. And uh, I still sort of thought it was all raceful at this point, that uh, I just, I wasn't false that he, just, he drank. It just, I didn't make him this alcoholic, I told myself. Well, so this went on for some time then, this Nick and Tuck business. 
Finally, I was expecting our second child after eight years. And so Ray, he fell off, and he really got in a bad way. And so they took him to Hill City. And the group up there stayed with him, and some from our group at Dighton took turns. And Ray sobered up in time to witness the birth of our son. Well, he celebrates that birth of his son now as his AA birthday. And it was the birth of Ray and I both, because after we got home, I had made up my mind. At last, I accepted this step that the Alanons have to accept too, that we are powerless over alcohol. And when I finally accepted this in my mind, and I knew I hadn't any control over Ray's drinking, that I only had control over myself, and then not that sometimes. But that that's what really did help us. Well, we both looked at each other and told each other we're going to make a new start. And it was a new start, because here again I had I this new man, he had a... He had new ideas and strong ideas, and he was sincere. And when he said no, he meant no. It wasn't the way it was when he was drinking. And it took a little while for me to get used to this new guy. For instance, um, I was used to tell I sort of ran the household. I didn't pay all the bills or anything like that, but... If the daughter wanted to stay all night someplace, why well, I didn't bother to ask for daddy when he was drinking because he couldn't care less at that time. So I took this, these little things like that on my own shoulders. And for instance, after he sobered up one evening and Janet wasn't home, he said, where's Janet? And I said, oh, she's staying all night with so-and-so. Well, how come I wasn't asked? And it, it hit me. This man is demanding his father, his rights back as a father. And so, therefore, he should be given them back. And the more we live with each other and still do, the more we learn. But Ray grew up, and it took me a little while longer. But he helped me. I, as an Al-Anon, had enough Al-Anon knowledge to help him like I should have. But he really did help me. And he, I found out in a hurry that Annabelle wasn't perfect, like I thought it was, and it pretty well hurt. And I had to swallow my pride just an awful lot of time. But I wouldn't trade it any other way. Our life hasn't been easy, and it probably never will be. We'll have our ups and downs all the way through. We have another new daughter now. She'll be two. Our family has grown, not only in children-wise, but health-wise and spiritually-wise. But it, it takes a lot of footwork, and on my part, too. And I always had a terrible temper, and that's something I have to work on a lot. And sometimes it still gets away from me, but not as often. And I can see things now raised way more than I ever could before. And I I hope it continues this way because it is a new way of life. It's it's the best way. And I all I can say is that if it 
It's up to God, but it's also up to AA members to help each other, and that's who helped us. And I, I really deeply appreciate each and every group's help, and I love to go to the groups and the round robins, and I want to thank the ladies here for their good dinner. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> Annabelle, that was real fine. We're going to have a little short intermission here pretty soon, but just before we do, got three or four buddies out there in the audience that are going to try to help us make us self-supporting by our own contributions, if you, if you will. <laughs> and uh, if uh, you'd kind of favor them with a little bit of your attention, why, as soon as They've been through why perhaps our Al-Anon ladies can cut the cake and pour the coffee. And we'll recess here for about 10, 15, 20 minutes, ever how long it takes, and come on with the second half of our program after that. Thank you. For meeting this afternoon, but the first thing I want to do is on behalf of the collection committee is to thank you for your generous contributions. 